I am here with Sakshi Venkatraman, the editor-in-chief at Washington Square News, and Victor Porcelli, a news editor at WSN. And they recently sat down to interview NYU's president, Andrew Hamilton. Hi, Sakshi. Hi, Victor. Hey. So this interview you guys did with President Hamilton was kind of a big deal, right? It was the first he'd done in three years. Was it his first? It wasn't his first ever, was it? No. So he's actually talked to our reporters before. The last time was to our editor-in-chief in in 2016. Um, This was when he had first started his tenure. He's answered our questions like in settings like town halls and things like that, but he's never like officially sat down with us and dedicated time to giving us an interview in three years. So yeah, it is it is kind of a big deal in our eyes. Yeah. In general, he tends to give prepared statements even uh, in public settings at Senate meetings, things like that. So having the opportunity to ask him our own questions that he has to answer on the record is pretty important. And one of the things you asked about was NYU's relationship with the United Arab Emirates. What did you guys want to know and how did Hamilton respond? We really just wanted to get his perspective on things that have happened there, like the um, arrest of Matthew Hedges last year. Um, He was a student, a British doctoral student, not at NYU, at Durham University. Um, He was studying in the UAE and he was arrested and sentenced to life in prison and tortured. And this was just because of the research that he was doing there. It's something that I think is important for Hamilton to address just because of the presence that NYU has in the UAE and broader than just Matthew Hedges' academic freedom there because it's a pretty well-known fact that like you're not allowed to talk about the government or any officials there basically or you could be detained and they don't need to have any justification for it. Like one thing Hamilton said in the interview was that we've been in AD for a while and we've had thousands of students there and it has been as far as we know without incident But um, it's something that we have to be prepared for. And from what I got from the interview, I don't think the NYU is prepared for something like that to happen to a student. Yeah, I mean, uh, since they started the campus in the UAE, there's been controversy. When they first uh, announced that they were planning it, uh, people were skeptical. And even the way it was built, there were instances of unfair labor conditions, of wage theft, um, that uh, even to this day, some of those workers have not gotten their wages back that work to build the campus itself. Um, In the past, professors have been denied entry, whether it being uh, through visas, um, and some of them have claimed that that's because of their religious beliefs, others because of their research in uh, labor conditions. Uh, And so the goal, I guess, was to have the president of this university acknowledged that, you know, the UAE is somewhat problematic. One of the questions we asked was about how he publicly denounces Trump pretty often. Uh, In university Senate meetings uh, last semester, it was very common for him to open up by talking about a policy Trump made and, and, uh, you know, calling him out, speaking against him. But there are countless other you know, human rights violations, lack of freedom of speech, things like that in the UAE, but he's never spoken out on that. I also think it's important to know that NYU is one of three universities that has, like, influence there, and it's, like, one of the largest American institutions in the UAE, and 
Hamilton can denounce Trump's policies, but NYU has so much more influence in the UAE than it does in the United States. One of the people who is very, like, well-regarded in the UAE government, his name is, his last name is Mubarak. He's um, on the board of trustees. He's close with President Hamilton, and he, like, influences policy, and he's close with the royal family in the UAE. And um, it's crazy how much influence NYU exercises in that region and how little Hamilton chooses to speak about it when there's an issue there. Yeah, just to clarify a couple of points that um, you guys brought up. First, the construction of the NYU Abu Dhabi campus. There were 10,000 workers who were victims of wage theft. Many had passports confiscated. And that is in direct violation of NYU's labor values. And also what you were just mentioning, Sakshi, the construction of the Abu Dhabi campus was led by the UAE's Sovereign Wealth Fund, which is sort of spearheaded or led by uh, an NYU trustee and a chairman of the Abu Dhabi Executive Affairs Authority, whose name is um, Khaldun Khalifa al-Mubarak. Mm-hmm. And just to move on, um, Michael Steinhardt, who we have heard about recently, he's the namesake of the Steinhardt School here at NYU. He was accused of sexual misconduct Um, And some people are now calling for the school to change its name. What did Hamilton have to say about that? What I asked him and the way I wanted to approach that question was um, if he could do it himself, would he? Like if he had that power unilaterally. And obviously he doesn't. And like we know that. Um, But the processes of changing the name of an NYU school or building, that's something that's still like unclear to us and something the Board of Trustees and Hamilton have never really clarified how that would happen. So what I was trying to ask him so that he would give a more direct answer was, would you want to change the name of this school? Do you think it's right? Um, The way I phrased the question was, if you could push a button and change the name of the school. And his answer was, there is no button. (laughs) And um, I thought that was a little bit dismissive. He, He didn't really give an answer to whether or not the name of the school should be changed or like what he thinks about the allegations besides answers that have already kind of come out from the board of trustees and university spokespeople like cookie cutter answers that very much like don't give any insight into like his thought process which is like what we were trying to get at so we didn't really get any new information there one of the things that he did mention was uh the investigation that the board of trustees has launched into michael steinhardt but i think something that's very significant to note about that is that it's only looking at uh, Steinhardt's relationships with NYU faculty, administration, and staff. Um, it's not looking into any of the claims that really were uh, published in the New York Times because and none of those people were associated with NYU. And so the scope of that investigation is very limited. Another thing you asked Hamilton about was university governance. Yeah, so something that we wanted to look into is, you know, essentially NYU student government is very significant. It's it's given a lot more power than other uh, student governments that you see on other campuses. What I really wanted to find out was, does Hamilton take the opinions of students seriously? When there's a push for something in the university senate, does he consider that? And is that really impactful? His response was mainly that, yeah, he does consider student voices and he cited a lot of instances where certain student-led initiatives have had positive results. But I I think one of the most interesting things to come out of this interview, in my opinion, was 
we asked Hamilton directly, like, do you think that NYU should be a democratic institution? And he flatly just said no. And I, I think that's interesting because it's kind of something that we all knew. Like the Board of Trustees shoots down like a lot of resolutions that are passed by the University Senate. But it's, it's, it's interesting to hear Hamilton himself say that NYU is not democratic and should not be democratic. Can you explain that a little bit more? Like asking if the university should be democratic, possibly his de- like definition of democratic is, you know, thinking about like ancient Athens where everybody had an equal voice. But university obviously can't functionally run right. in that way. So what do you think was his interpretation of that? And what do you think his actual response is to his consideration of student voice in his decisions. Right. So I think what my interpretation of that was when we asked him if the university should be democratic was that students have elected representatives and um, they should have a certain amount of sway. And um, at the end of the day, we were kind of asking this question, knowing the answer a little bit, because we know that all the power lies with the board of trustees and they can kind of do whatever they want to a certain extent to shape university policy, whether that be like shooting down every resolution that comes along. So I think that's mainly where we were coming from with that question. Just like, should the student voice be like seriously taken into account, even if that means like maybe like implementing something that would normally have been rejected by the board of trustees? And he gave a pretty clear answer on that. As I said, our structure isn't uh, dissimilar from other universities. It's not rare to have this structure. And if anything, we, like I was saying before, the student student body actually potentially has more power here than at other universities. But the question was, should it be democratic, right? So sure, you can say that other universities are the same way. They aren't democratic. They have a board of trustees that has most of the power. Um, but the question really comes down to, does Hamilton think that the structure should be different and should be a way where, uh, you know, not only student voices, but also faculty and administration have uh, more sway. And if you look at the history of resolutions that have been passing, you just look at three resolutions a couple of semesters ago that were passed to try to increase transparency in the Board of Trustees, trying to have faculty and student representation. Those are all turned down. So I think his answer was very much in line with the actions of the Board of Trustees in the past. Like all university officials like to kind of tout how NYU is like one step ahead of the game and like we're like the best as far as inclusion and things like that. And I I wanted we wanted to see if he would kind of like stick to that and like try to give an answer that was like along those lines. Um, Like like Victor said, yes, like we're not dissimilar to other universities. But um, from what Hamilton has said about other areas, Um, like academics and things like that, like he very much seems to think that NYU should be leading the charge on changing things about the academic world. And in this case, it seems like he has no like instinct to do that. And sort of on that front, you also asked Hamilton about his relationship or his connection to the students here at NYU, which there are very many. What did he have to say about that? Um, It was interesting because that was like very much a last minute question. And we had already asked like our, our last question. And um, when the time was up, I 
um, I asked if I could get in one more. And John Beckman, the university spokesperson who was also there in the room, it was funny. He was like, it better be like, what's your favorite color? And Hamilton was like, it's going to be a brief answer. And um, so the question that I asked him was, how many students at NYU would you say that you know personally? And he got a little bit flustered. He didn't really give a super clear answer. It was very much just like I attend like performances and I, I go to university events all the time. And then Victor was like, but wait, that, that, didn't, that doesn't answer the question. Like, how many students do you know? And he does advise a few students who in are working in here. his research. Yeah, I, yeah. Believe there's, I believe there's three students. We yeah. looked it up later, um, but he said he wouldn't give us numbers. Yeah. And kind of along those lines, did actually sitting down to speak with him give you any sort of a sense of what his job is like? Not really. I mean, honestly, not really. We left the interview not knowing that much more than we did coming in. I, I never thought that we were going to leave with a bunch of new information and like 10 leads to write a bunch of stories. But it was it was interesting to hear Hamilton in that setting where he didn't have prepared answers to questions. We only had so much time with him, and who knows the next time we're going to be able to speak with him. Could be another three years. So we really had to prioritize what questions we thought were most important to get him to answer. All right. For the rundown on WNYU 89.1 FM, this has been Anna Van Dyne, joined by Sakshi Venkatraman and Victor Porcelli from Washington Square News. You can read WSN's coverage and see some excerpts of their interview with NYU President Andy Hamilton at nyunews.com. Thank you so much, Sakshi and Victor. Thank you. Thank you. On Wednesday afternoon, I was sitting in Washington Square Park when it turned completely purple. NYU's commencement had just wrapped up, and tons of graduates made their way back downtown from Yankee Stadium to take one last photo in front of the arch. And I talked with a few of them. Here's what they had to say. My name's Alfonso. I come from Steinhardt Music Composition it's been a great four years. Don't wear a blazer under the robe. I guess is what I would say to future graduates. It's really hot. I'm Jessica Doan. I'm a vocal performance major, and I'm super excited to graduate, and I love NYU. Hi, my name is Alexandra DiDomenico. I graduated from Global Liberal Studies, and I advise people to come and sit in the park and people watch because there's so many characters in Washington Square Park and it's really fun. And you have Kyler, the tarot card reader, who's here every day. <laughs> Hi, my name is Ethan Reynolds and I'm graduating from Global Liberal Studies. And my advice would be to move to Brooklyn, everyone. Move to Brooklyn. <laughs> okay hi my name is christina paul and i am a graduate of tisch school of the arts and my favorite memory here at nyu is that i work at nyu skirball and i work the premiere for fahrenheit um 351 something like that for um, michael b jordan's film based on that dystopian novel and i worked the red carpet and i met michael b jordan and this is right after black panther so <laughs> yeah and yeah, anyone else coming in, just be your authentic self and trust that you belong here and you'll get acclimated and just succeed. So my name is Bo Fan Hu and I'm from the Graduate School of Art and Science. And what I want to say is I, I really love New York and I hope I will be back again.